Hi, it's Pete Norstead here, uh, and welcome to a, a, well, a Belarusian special with uh, Jimmy Kempton. <laughs> How are you doing, Jimmy? Yeah, uh, great, thanks, mate. How are you? Now, I'll tell you what, if you'd have told me even a month ago that we'd be sat here doing this, I would have laughed you out of town. <laughs> I can't even pronounce Belarusian. Well, well I've got the over and under... I'm four and a half for your correct pronunciation, so uh, I'm probably taking the under. Well, I think you did quite well on this last week, didn't you, Jimmy? You had a look at it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've talked for years, haven't we, Pete, about betting Team A against Team B rather than the team names. And, and people laugh at us a lot for going with teams like Palace and Newcastle occasionally. But we back them based on numbers. And I have to say, last week... All I did was bet numbers. And do you know why? It's because I had to. I didn't have a Scooby-Doo about these teams, apart from maybe Barté Borisov, who I knew must be quite good because they always seem to get in Europe. But now, if if you've watched those games, you kind of almost have to try and unlearn what you learned last week and forget it. Now, can I back and bet the numbers again, Pete? Well, only time will tell, mate. Yeah, well, let's let's get on with it. Um, First game, Energeti... Versus Gorodia. Um, perfect, perfect, yeah. Peter. <laughs> Energeti finished 12th last year. Gorodia, 9th. Nil-nil uh, it was last year when the two ties met. Energeti won five of the last six at home. Gorodia, very mixed away form since the start of last season. Won five, drawn five, lost six. Now, here's an interesting sort of stat that i found. Uh, over the past year, I've, I've got these stats. Um Basically, where it's got a medium favourite price between 1.5 and 2, there's been 97 matches. The home side of 165, there's been 20 draws, and the away side of 112. So it suggests that, you know, that the, 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 where the money goes, that the, the win is. Um, so here, uh, and also, the right, the first four games, top six against bottom half, um, in the first four games of the last five seasons, 38 home wins, 11 draws, 11 away wins. So those stats suggest energy Jatika are, are, are good. However, uh, I, I must admit, I do fancy Godoya plus three quarters of a goal. But those trends are very strong. They are. And it's interesting you talk about how you are pricing things. Uh, sorry, you're basing your projections on pricings. Now, I would suggest over the last five or so years, those pricings for these markets will be pretty accurate. Pretty, the money that comes into these sorts of markets historically has been good, smart money, like it has been in all of the top flight leagues because bad money gets priced out of it. What I think we're going to see here is a lot of public money. People love to back the favourites. Now, at the beginning of the week, when the market's prices were released, Energetic were half goal favourites. They've been backed into four to five and down to a minus three quarters of a goal line favourite. So are they realistically accurately priced here? I don't think so. I mean, last season was their first season in the top flight. They've started this season very well, won three out of four. They are top of the league. But then if we think back to the beginning of this season in the Premier League, West Ham did pretty well. They started the season well. Look where they are now. They fell away. So many times we see teams do well and fade away. Now, Goradoya, on a half a goal line, they are 34 and 27 away from home since the start of 2016. I can't have this home side priced at this level. 
They're new to the league last season. They only finished 12th. Yes, they've won three of the first four games. But, Pete, now this line shifted to three quarters. I'm definitely taking a bit of the away team. Next up, Dynamo Minsk, who finished fourth last year against uh, Neyman, who finished 10th. Recent head-to-heads, uh, Minsk have won four, Neyman have won two. Minsk, they lost five of the last six, and they've lost three of the last five at home. Neyman lost five of the last seven away, so both are a little bit in poor home form, poor away form. Again, this is a, a, a what you call a medium favourite, 1.5 to 2, and again, uh, I'll repeat those stats, 97 games, 65 home wins, 20 draws, 12 away wins. First four games when bottom six sides play each other uh, over the last five seasons, 21 home wins, 12 draws, 14 away wins. Again, looking at those, the, 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 the money, you know, based on the price, it looks like the home side. However, again, I, I would go with Neyman plus three quarters of a goal. I think in this game, Pete, you can at least make the case statistically that the home side are probably accurately priced. I mean, they've gone 7-1-2 and two when the sides have met over the past five seasons. So they've historically been the victors when they've taken on this opponent, whereas the first game was almost a bit of a leap of faith to back the home team. The last five games on this ground, seen just six total goals, under two and a half goals, and no one both teams to score has gone 5-0. and oh. Under two and a half goals is nine and one in the last ten total meetings of the sides. I mean, I'm going to lean to the under here, even though the goal line's set at two. Which, again, if you're thinking your goal line's going to go under two, then kind of makes a little bit of sense if you want to back a side here. You're looking at Neyman plus three quarters. The no one both teams to score appeals to me as the best bet of this game. Sadly, though, that's priced only at thirteen to twenty. So. There is no real value there at all. So it's a pass for me, unfortunately. Next up, we've got two promoted sides, Belshina versus Smolevici. Um, first uh, four matches in the last five seasons when promoted sides have faced each other, there hasn't been many uh, games. There's been eight games, two home wins, three draws, three away wins. We call them a small favourite, uh, Belshina. And looking at the stats there, 138 games, 53 home wins, 41 draws, 44 away wins. Um, I think here again, I, 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 I'll, I'll sort of wrap this up. When we wrap this whole podcast up, I'll, I'll say my thoughts here. I think here you could, you know, you can go with the, the away side with some confidence in truth. However, they are both promoted sides. They are, and often in these top flight games uh, across Europe, and who knows long term, we'll see whether that translates into this league specifically as well. I kind of want to receive half a goal before I'm confident in betting the away side. What I would say is this goal line is set at just one and three quarter goals, but I don't want anyone to get carried away about backing the over. The teams have combined for just three total goals in their opening eight combined outings so far this season. So if this goal line is set at one and three quarters. It's going to be a low-scoring game, you'd think. So I can't dissuade anybody from taking the handicap start with the away team. Uh, next up, we've got... Um... Oh, crikey. <laughs> Shatter against Slushka. Slushk. Slushk. Right. Yeah. So that's how I'm pronouncing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I, I made it sound proper, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. Um... Shakhtar have won three, Slushter won one, and there's been one draw. This is what you call a strong favourite. So this is very interesting, these stats. 
Again, I, I must stress, this is only over the last year or so. 105 matches, 77 home wins, 18 draws, 10 away wins, which means that the, the, the home favourite is, is, is winning. They should be priced about 1.36. Uh, Shakhtar, they won 12 of 17 uh, since the start of last season, 12 of 17 home games. However, they've only won two of the last five at home. Schluss, they've lost one of the last six. However, they have lost four of the last five uh, away matches. Bottom six hosting top six, uh, 13 home wins, uh, 13 draws, 20 away wins. But can we read too much into that? I don't know. I, I think here, I fancy the home side really, but I, 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 I wouldn't back minus one and a quarter goals. No, neither would I, Peter. In fact, I'm going to take Shlushk uh, plus one and a quarter here. I mean, the interesting thing for me here is that there's a big goal line, um, sorry, a big match line, one and a quarter, but the goal line is still only two and a quarters. Now, the four games that Schlutz have been involved in so far, there's been 12 total goals. They've gone two, one and one. They've scored seven goals. They've conceded five. So the stats there suggest that they will score in this game. And they're a big price. Um, Warringly for Sluts, they've only scored four goals in the last 10 meetings of the two teams. Now, Shakhtar have gone 7-1-2 and two, and 3-1-1 one and one on this ground. So, historically, like you say, from the trends and the pricing trends, you should be looking to back Shakhtar here. But this is where I'm going to go against everything I've said. I watched Shakhtar last week. I'll hold my hands up. I watched every game. <laughs> Shakhtar okay. are terrible. I mean, I weren't impressed too much by Schlutz, but Shakhtar at home now, they are a huge favourite. Schlutz are an established side at this level. The last five seasons, they finished between 7th and 12th in the table. And you can think of your own comparisons from around Europe as to what sort of team you could class them against any league. But they're a solid, reliable performer. They're receiving one and a quarter goals against a team who last week were, quite frankly, terrible. I'm going to take Schlutz plus one and a quarter. Next up, we've got Ischlock versus uh, Slavia. A uh, recent head-to-head, Ischlock are one, two, Slavia one. Uh, this is what, again, we call a small favourite. 138 matches, 53 home wins, 41 draws, 44 away wins. Ischlock, they've won just two of their last nine home games. They're not great at home. Slavia away mixed uh, since the start of last season. Five wins, four draws, seven uh, losses. When top half sides face top six sides um, in the first four matches of the season, last five seasons, 23 home wins, eight draws, 15 away wins. Uh, again, um, you know, looking at this, again, I, I would have to favour Slavia uh, plus a quarter of a goal. Yeah, I fully agree with you, Pete. What I will say is if you're looking to back Slavia, don't rush in. This line is trending towards Slavia plus a quarter. We saw last weekend huge volumes of money, and it wasn't smart money, coming in on favourites, pushing the price down. So wait if you want to back Slavia. If you want to back Islock, I would take them now. I mean, I watched them last week. They were very unlucky in defeat away at uh, last season's Champions. They played very well. But as I keep telling myself, yes, the optics tells me that they played well, but they lost. Now... Slavia have been, for the last few years, primarily a bottom half play sides. Islock haven't been good in this spot at home. They've won 11, drawn 9, lost 10 when taking on bottom half teams. So if that line gets to a half, 
you're getting a bet 19 and 11 in your favour with the away team. I think if you like Islock, you back them now. If you like Slavia, like you do, Pete, wait for the plus a half. Uh, next, we've got uh, promoted Rook versus uh, uh, ninth place uh, Minsk uh, last season. Uh, this is a game where we, we call this ultra competitive, really. Uh, both sides are priced between, uh, below three or just, well, Minsk are about three. Uh, 69 matches, 23 home wins, 23 draws, 23 away wins. And even if they were, uh, if you could call... Um, uh, Rook, uh, a, a a small favourite, 138 games, 53 home wins, 41 draws, 44 away wins. Mints, they've lost six of their last nine away, so they're not in great away form. However, against promoted sides, last 10 matches, won three, drawn four, lost three. When looking at the uh, first four games of the season, promoted against bottom half sides, 10 home wins, five draws, 13 away wins. I do like Mints plus a quarter here. That's probably my bet of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, when I first looked at this game, I was immediately attracted to the draw outright at 9-4. to four. As you say, these ultra-competitive games, the goal line is set at two and a quarter. Um, I think it's going to be very tight. If you back the draw at 9-4, to four, that includes 0-0 nil, nil and 1-1. One, one. And the goal line is set at two and a quarter. So you're getting two of the comparable score lines on the goal line that's the perceived market favourite. I'm not going to argue with you, though, Pete, with, with taking Minsk. They do appear to have some sort of goal scoring ability in this spot. Since the current boss, Andre Rezin, took over at the beginning of last season, Minsk have gone four and one overall to over two and a half goals against newly promoted teams. 25 total goals in those five games and all four that went over the two and a half mark actually saw at least four goals. The trends are definitely suggesting the over two and a quarter but I have to say sadly from what I saw with my own eyes last week I would want stronger trends to go with the over. This league doesn't produce many games from what I see that have gone over so yeah it's going to be a pass from me. Next, we've got Vitesk versus Dinamo Brest. Vitesk uh, uh, finished 13th last year. Dinamo Brest were the champions. Recent head-to-heads have been fairly close in the last five seasons. Vitesk won two, Brest won two, and there's been one draw. Again, uh, uh, Brest a medium favourite away. There's been 75 matches. When I say medium favourite, I mean price between two and 1.5. 12 home wins, 19 uh, draws, 44 away wins, which exactly mirrors the price that Brest are, 1.70. Top six against top six. Can't take much notice of that, really. 19 home wins, five draws, 10 away wins. Vitesse, they've only lost two of nine home matches, so they are in fairly resilient side. Brest last year, very good. up to the start of last season, won 13, drawn three, lost naught. They only won four by two or more. This suggests a 1-0 victory for Brest to me. Mm, can't can't disagree with you, Pete. And sadly, that's really going to disappoint me and my cricket boys because uh, FK Vitesh are the team that we've adopted. <laughs> we, uh, we've decided to adopt a team. I believe we may have some shirts on order as soon as uh, we trust the lockdown uh, delivery service not to uh, contravene any uh, social distancing rules but yeah we thought we we need to adopt a team so these are the boys and we've watched them uh, in both games and so far they've been pretty solid sadly though I can't suggest backing them here 
Dinamo have won seven of the, the last ten meetings of the sides over the past five seasons. The home team, Vitesh, they're only six, eight and 15 at home against top six sides over the last five years. So they'll only avoid defeat in 14 of 29. And most tellingly, since Marcel Licker, I think I've pronounced his name, surname right, Mr Licker, took over at Dinamo, they have got 16, four and two away from home. I mean, that is a very strong record. And as you say, the stats are pointing towards a 1-0 away win. And having watched uh, Brest last week, uh, I'm not going to oppose them here. Yeah, they're, they're a decent side. Next up, Barté versus Torpedo. Barté finished second, Torpedo finished sixth. Finally, Please... a team that most of our yeah. listeners will have heard of. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've won three of the last five. There's been one draw, Torpedo won the other one. Uh Strong favourite, 105 matches, 77 home wins, 18 draws, 10 away wins. Top half versus top six, 23 home wins, 8 draws, 15 away wins. Eight of the matches won by two or more. Uh, Barté, since the start of last season, very good. One thirteen drawn, one lost two, eight victories by two or more. Torpedo, uh, since the start of last season, one six drawn, two lost eight. Five of those uh, losses, eight losses away from home were by two or more goals. Um, my race is suggesting some slight advantage to Torpedo, but I I, I would not be uh, uh, betting that. No, I, I definitely, certainly wouldn't be stepping in front of Barté. I watched them last week and they played away at Minsk. They won 3-0. If they'd have wanted to win 6-0, I think they probably could have done. They got 2-0 up very early in the game, sat back, absorbed some, a little bit of pressure, but really toyed with Minsk. Uh, over the last five seasons, Barté have gone 16-6-4 at home against top six sides. Twelve of those wins were by two or more goals. The interesting stat for me is if you want to oppose Barté, uh, this is the six o'clock game on YouTube on Saturday night. So the few people after they've been sat in the bar, uh, sat in the garden all afternoon on the barbecue may want to sit inside in the sun and uh, out of the sun and have a bet. Zadino Torpedo, they've won seven of 23 away games to top six finishing sides over the past five seasons. So seven of 23 isn't a great stat. But I tell you what, by the time this game kicks off, Zadino might be 10 to 1 because I watched the price on Barté. If you watch the price on these big favourites, or especially Barté, a team that everybody knows, the 30 minutes before kickoff, the price is absolutely obliterated by people logging on and just betting the team that's either favourite or the team that they've heard of. The one thing that would concern me is that Torpedo failed to score in 10 of 23 away games in that spot to top six finishing side. My favourite bet here, if you want to bet this game early Saturday night, Betway are offering 8-11 to 11 with Barté hitting over one and a half goals. That looks a decent bet. The 2-0 correct scoreline with Sporting Bet is 6-1. to one. So they were the two bets that I'd be attracted to in this game. We'll have some final thoughts then. Looking at this, and, and this is the first time I've looked at this league, I, I would say that the strong favourites or the favourites look to be strong favourites. They, they, they look to be home winners. In other words, your odds-on look to be reasonable odds-on shouts. However, I you would probably look 
to oppose a home favourite above evens. So that, that that's my general thing. I I I just don't know though. I I, I would fancy say for the first two games, Gordia and Neyman. I would fancy both of those on the plus three quarter handicap against these odds on selections. However, like I say, I would certainly look to oppose anything. Uh, above Edens, but I certainly like. My, I'm going to go for two bets this week: Smolovici away at Belshina and Minsk uh, plus a quarter away at Root. Yeah, I'm going to take Gorodea plus three quarters of a goal, and I'm going to ha- take Slutsk plus one and a quarter. And just following up on on your point, these these games are being played in front of small crowds. You'll see on YouTube when you log on to watch it. These games are played in front of small crowds. But in the backs of all these players' minds, they now know that they've probably got millions of people watching them. So the pressure can add up on the favourites. And there's the added impetus for the underdogs to scrap harder, keep it tight. And I noticed last week a few times, I've never seen these teams before, but the defending appears to be a bit more flustered and a bit more risk-free not huge amounts of playing out from the back in certain circumstances when it's on because they know they don't want to be suddenly be the player that's there's only this football in the world that's being played at the minute. They don't want to make a mistake that then gets replayed on social media. It's very interesting to see how this league and the games will progress as the weeks go by. Yes, I mean, like I said, we. Well, I don't know anything about it. This it is, could be a good thing, is, Pete, though, that. Yes, yes, it could. Like I say, that, that's my initial thoughts, though. Home favourites above evens are worth opposing. I think the odds-on favourites look strong odds-on favourites. I, I am so torn in the first two games because the, the, the trends are suggesting Energetic and uh, Dinamo Minsk will win those games. However, I, I my my logical side says y- you should go with the... The, the away side on the handicap, but we shall see. Yeah, we're, 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 I mean, both of those we'll games, see. Pete, one's got a two and a quarter goal line, the other's got a two goal line, yet there's a three quarters of a goal line favourite installed in both games. To yes. me, those those don't really tend to add up to me. No, no, they, they, they don't to me either. I, I would suggest that the away side were the value on both of those games. In fact, I don't, in fact, I think this league generally, as with a lot of leagues, I don't think there's much value in the home sides. No, and I, it, I, I mean, I, as I say, I watched most of the games last week. Most of the pitches are grass. Some of them are 4G. The standard isn't great. And as we know, it's easier to defend sometimes than it is to attack. So in these poorer leagues, that's why I think... Did you say the... I think we spoke before, and is it 2.3 goals this league averages historically? Yes, 2.3 C. Yeah, so that tells you that most games, this probably isn't just season specific yeah. where we're seeing uh, the uh, unders are 24 and 8 uh, under 1 yeah. and a half is 16 and 16 I mean it looks as though the only games where you get goals are uh, if you've got a very strong home favourite price 1.5 or below or a, a very strong away favourite price 1.5 yeah I mean the, the Dinamo Brest against Islock game last week that finished 3-1 to the home side the p- pitch I have to say looked perfect it looked yes. a lovely surface. Some of the others, you wouldn't take a horse for a walk on it. Some of them, they are not good. <laughs> so they do assist defenders. Yes, it's going to be... Well, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But I would, you know, I would not... I wouldn't be putting the kitchen sink on these, though. <laughs> I, these will be low... 
to low medium bets for me. I, until I get yeah. some sort of trust, and trust is another thing as well. We are we are betting in Belarus. I'm not casting yeah. any aspersions yeah. over there. That side of Europe at all. There's suddenly huge volumes of money coming in. You know what I'm saying. Just be very careful yes, with yeah, your staking. Yeah. And, and also what I would say with this top half against top six sides, and all, don't forget this is early parts of the season and, and, and anything can sort of happen really. It's, it, I, I wouldn't take much notice of those. Maybe the trends. I'm going to put up a video later of, of where I get the information for the which is strong favourite, medium favourite, small favourite and whatever. Fantastic, Peter. Well, I, I've, I've really enjoyed this. I hope the listeners do. Yeah. I mean, we, we'll be honest, we don't really know what we're on about in terms of team <laughs> names and that. But as we've said over the years, the stats are the stats, aren't they? Yeah. And yeah. also yeah. some of these prices are being driven by ill-informed money. Yes, yes. You've got to be careful about, yeah, obviously that... Before it would have been the normal money going in. Here it's a t- totally different yeah. ball game. Isn't I mean, it? I watched one of the before one of the games kicked off the other week. I think it was two hundred thousand pound had been traded on Betfair. Yeah, it's crazy. That would have been the entire market across Europe for that game six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right then. Uh, we shall speak to you next week. Best of luck, everybody. Bye.